Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 28th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled God is Faithful. I want you to know that, that God is faithful. He has been faithful to us. He always will be. And even when bad things happen to good people, even when things happen that we don't understand, even when things happen that cause us to question God, we got to know that that his faithfulness is great. Great is his faithfulness towards us and that we we have to continue to give him praise despite pain and challenges and, and things that we don't understand. We just have to get up every morning knowing that God is still God, that he sits on the circle of the earth, that there's some things that we don't understand and we're not going to understand until we get to heaven. So for, for now, while we're on the earth, we're going to maximize glory to God every day that we're here. My God, we're going to make the most of this time because this, this time on the earth, the Bible says is like a vapor. You could be here today and gone today. So make the most of every moment, make the most of every day, live your life like this, like live every day. Like it's the last day you have. I mean, get out of you everything that God has deposited on the inside of you. I'm teaching this series on how to withstand and overcome anything. And you're doing it because you know, God is faithful. He is on you and in you and with you and for you. So great is God's faithfulness towards you. I want you to get excited about this message this morning. God is faithful. All right, so that's it. I've been teaching a series entitled How to Within a series within a series entitled How We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. This is part 11, part 11 of the series. The title of today's message is The Power of Speaking What I Believe. I, I, I'm going to attempt to explain something. See, what's amazing about today's word or preaching or anything like this is that you get somebody like me who's been walking with God for over 25 years and who can take something that it took me 20 years to learn. And I can explain it to you. I could try to explain it to you in 20 minutes, right? And so, so this is one of those moments. This is one of those messages. So I'm going to try to explain to you the power of speaking what I believe. There is power in speaking what I believe. So anyway, the, the passage that we've been in is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. There's a bunch of verses. Let's get through these so we can get into the word. Beginning at verse 1, the Bible says, Now it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry, and we will not quit or faint with weariness. Verse 7, We are like common clay jars that carry around this glorious treasure on the inside, so that the immeasurable power that is seen through us could be seen as God's and not ours. Verse 8, Though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. At times, we don't even know what to do, but we know this, quitting is not an option. Glory to God. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we are not knocked out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus can be manifested through our own humanity. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus could be revealed through our own humanity. Verse 12, so then death is at work in us, but it releases life in you. We have the same spirit of faith. That's what I'm talking about today. That is described in the scriptures when it says, first I believe, then I spoke in faith. So we also believe, then we speak in faith. So no wonder we don't give up. <laughs> For even though our out outward man is gradually wearing out, our inner man is being renewed day by day. We view our slight short-lived troubles 
in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that is producing for us an eternal weight of glory because we do not focus our attention on the seen, but the unseen for the seen is temporary. The unseen is eternal. I'm focusing in on verse 13. We have the, the same spirit of faith that was described in the word of God when it says, first, I believe, then I spoke in faith. And Paul said, well, then we also believe, then we speak in faith. Let me give you a couple other scriptures and then we'll get into the message for this morning. Ecclesiastes 3 and 15, this is something you need to get down in your heart. The Bible says that which is, has already been. So you look around, you think about everything that is right now, it's already been. And that which will be, everything that will happen in your life from now to the day you die has already been. So God is seeking what has passed by, what he saw, what he planned uh, in your life for history or his story to repeat itself. He's looking for his plans to manifest in your life. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, the Bible says, for no matter how many promises God has given us, the promises God gives us in him are yes. And watch this, in him they're yes, right? But for us, the amen is spoken by us. So for him, the promise is yes in Christ Jesus. And for us, we have to speak the amen. I'm talking about speaking today. Luke 1 and 38, Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, she said, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And then the angel departed. The new living says, okay, fine. I am the Lord's uh, maidservant. I am who you say I am. And then she said this, may everything you have said about me come true. And when she said that with her lips, she got pregnant in that moment. I'm going to teach all of this today. You're like, Rick, how are you going to tie all this together? Now we're going to get into it. What does this mean for you today? I have two things to share with you in this morning. And as I do, I'm going to tie all this stuff together. You ready? Open up your heart to receive. Two things. Number one, here we go. All right, number one, faith is not about you convincing God. I tell you this all the time. Faith is not about you convincing God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. So faith is not an exercise in you attempting to convince God to agree with your plans. Faith is what happens when God convinces you to accept and align the plans that he made for you before the world began. I'm gonna take my time because you gotta get this. Faith is not about you moving God. Faith is what happens when God moves you. Faith is what happens when God reveals to you the plans that he already made for you. See, the Holy Spirit, watch, watch this. The Holy Spirit, once you're born again, is your spiritual spirit, direct connection to the Father. The Holy Spirit reveals to you what was prepared for you, but concealed from you. And so now it comes through revelation. He peels back the veil so you can see the things that God has already prepared for you from the foundations of the world. So when God reveals to you what he planned for you from the foundations of the world and you get convinced of it, and now you start to pursue by faith what you believe is already done. Now you're seeing it in the present, even though it may not happen until the future, but for God is already the past and you're decreeing it, you're declaring it, you're pursuing it. Even when it flies in the face of the evidence that you see down here in this world, what God revealed to you behind the curtain is more real to you than what you see down here in this world. That's the life of faith. So yesterday I talked about Abraham and Sarah. They had a baby when he was 100 years old. She was 90 years old. His stuff wasn't working. Her stuff had never worked. They exercised faith for the seemingly impossible and it, come to, and it came to pass. But to be clear, this was not something that was birthed in their hearts. They never said, hey, you know what? Let's go have a baby. Hey, you, no, no, no. God revealed it. God started all of this with them. It was birthed in the heart of God. It was God that said, hey, 
Abram, I know you don't know me. I know you, you worship idols, but I'm an unseen God. I'm a God that you cannot see that's going to manifest himself in your life in a way that you can see. And so I want you to leave everything that you know, leave your family and go to a place that I'm going to show you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless all the families of the earth through you. Whose idea was that? That was God's idea. That wasn't his idea. So, so what happens is a lot of times what people do is they come up with their own idea. So they come up with their own idea. They grab two or three scriptures to support it. Right. And then they, they even use scripture to justify it. Say in the mouths of two or three witnesses, let every thought be established. They grab two or three scriptures to support what they came up with on their own. And then they lay it before the Lord. And then they attach an in Jesus name to the end of it. And then they call that faith. The truth, the truth is that was not faith. That, that was hope. They were hoping for something to happen because you can't have faith until you know what God said. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So until you know what God has spoken over any given situation or either what God has spoken in his word, some things are clear in the word, right? So you could take word for that. But until you know what God has spoken clearly in his word or directly to you about a situation, then you can't have faith. All you're doing is a hoping and a wishing. But when you know what God said, doggone it, and God has spoken, now you can have faith because faith adds substance to our hope. At that point, we go from hope to faith because God spoke. So let me let me keep explaining, right? Many people attend church every week, go to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday night after Wednesday night, but they don't understand how faith works. So what they do is they ask God for a bunch of stuff, a litany of things, and their prayer life is actually hit and miss. So their prayer life is hit and miss. Why? because they don't understand how faith works. So what they're doing is that they're, they're just coming up with a bunch of stuff, asking God for, for all of it. And then, okay, well, sometimes it lines up with God's will. God does it. Other times it doesn't line up with God's will. God doesn't do it. James says, well, you have not because you ask not, but then sometimes you do ask and you don't get it because you ask amiss. You're asking for stuff that doesn't line up with the will of God. This was just something that was just birthed in your heart. And so these are people that are living their lives and excuse the term, but their, their prayer life they're just throwing stuff against the wall. They're, they're just trying to see what's, what sticks, right? They're, they're, it's like hit and miss. And they're just like, I don't know. Let's just try this stuff. And they call that prayer. And yeah, I mean, I guess that's okay. But you would never maximize what you do not understand. Abraham didn't come up with the idea to be the father of many nations. God did. David never woke up one morning and said, wait a minute. I'm tired of being out here with these sheep. You know what I want to do? <clears throat> I want to be the king. I'm going to be the king of Israel. So Lord, I decree, I declare I'm the king of Israel. Uh, you know, No, he didn't do that. It was God's idea. Gideon never thought that he was going to lead 300 men over uh, uh, in a revolution over 100,000 men, 300 over against 100,000. That's crazy. But he did it <clears throat> because it was God's idea. It wasn't his idea. I could keep going, but but at the end of the day, you know, you get the point. The point is that it has to be God's idea. It has to be something that God already made plans for you from the foundations of the world. So your job is to discover those plans. Remember, everything that will be has already is already done. So your job is to to discover what God has already planned for you, what God already destined for you, and, and then believe it. Like even no matter how seemingly impossible it seems, your job is to believe it and then to pursue it by faith. So when your confidence is in God and you know that God is leading you, right? This isn't something you came up with. You know that God is leading you to do something that you never came up with on your own. Now you can do the impossible. Now you can see the invisible and you don't take, in, take on any pressure to perform because now at that point, 
You know you're not the one doing it. As a matter of fact, the pressure to perform falls off of you and you can enter into God's rest because you know that it's God who is on you and in you and with you and for you. It's God living on the inside of you. He gives you the words. He performs the work. And at that point, you can work and rest at the same time because it's supernatural because you are fully persuaded that what you are doing was birthed in the heart of God, not in your heart. Say amen to that. So when you believe what God believes about you, right? And you are only the only walking in what you believe God has already provided, then you're not trying to make up stuff on your own. You're not trying to create a life on your own. You, you're not even relying on yourself. You, you are walking and living by faith because at that point, your total confidence is in God and what he planned and how he's leading you and guiding you and directing you. And half the time, you don't even know what's around the corner, but you're like, okay, fine. I'm just following you, God, wherever you tell me to go, I'll go. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. And I'm down for whatever. And that's how you can live an amazing supernatural life. That's faith. That's the will of God. You got it? All right. Let me tie this with number two to your words. Number two, there's a difference. I only have two things this morning. There's a difference between speaking words you want to come true and speaking words that you believe God has already done in eternity, right? So there's a big difference between speaking words that I really want to happen and speaking words that I believe God already made happen. Oh man, there's a revelation of a difference there. There's a huge difference in those two things. So let me explain. For years, I made faith confessions. Actually, I do. I still do it every day. I lead you in a faith, faith confession every day, right? But for years, I made faith confessions based on the word of God, and my understanding was not where it is right now. So I was actually saying stuff that I was hoping would come to pass. And, and there's a lot of people that do that. There's a lot of people that do their confessions every day. And, and, and honestly, they don't believe that they already have what they're saying. They're just saying stuff, you know, to uh, sometimes out of, out of religion, out of why, because I got to do my confessions. Another thing they're saying it, hoping that it will come to pass, but that's not really faith. Let me explain. Many believers, these are people that love God, right? These are people that, that are well-intentioned, but they're hoping they're speaking positive confessions and they think that they are just hoping that these things will come to pass. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, and it's hit and miss, and it's because their understanding of faith is not there. Some people take it a step further, right? I've talked to young people today and said, no, oh man, Rick, uh, I'm manifesting this thing. I'm man, I don't, I'm like, manifesting? What is that? And they go, oh, I'm going to make it happen. I'm manifesting. I think about it. I say it. I declare it. I put it on my vision board. I'm manifesting it. Uh, Other people say, I'm creating it. I'm creating my own reality. Some people think that they create their own reality with their words and they use scripture to justify what I'm saying, right? And so they, they, they use scripture to say, I'm because God framed the world with his words. So I'm framing my own world with my words. I'm creating my own reality. I'm manifesting this thing. I'm decreeing and I'm de- declaring it and I'm saying it over and over and God has to respond. Now, this is where people get, get it twisted. Pe- then say, say, God has to respond. God has to do what I'm saying. So I'm saying it, therefore God has to do it. And, 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 and some people go so far as to say, I'm commanding God. Like, and they, they, they use scripture and they try to justify it. I'm commanding God. I'm commanding God. Now, I, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, right? But I, 
you can be sincere and sincerely wrong. Like at the end of the day, you let me be, look at me. I, I want plain text on this one. You can't tell God what to do, right? You can't command God. If you could command God, then you would be God's God. Come on now. You, you're not, it, it's, it would be like the tail wagging the dog. I don't know where, like, don't get it twisted. God is still God. Like you worship him, not the other way around. And so, so no, no, no. Faith is not you telling God what to do. Faith is you coming in alignment and agreement with what God has already declared. Going back to the scripture we've been looking at, we have the same spirit of faith that where it says in the scriptures, first, I believe, then I spoke in faith. So we also first believe, then we speak in faith. So if you're speaking words of hope, you didn't first believe. If you're speaking words that you don't believe, that you want to come to, I'm hoping and a wishing. I, I'm just saying this because I want it to happen. Okay, then fine. You didn't do what the scripture says. First believe, then I speak in faith. First believe, then I speak in faith. So if you didn't first believe, then open up your mouth, then what you're doing is hoping. You're just, you're just speaking positive things and you're hoping that these things will come to pass, but that's not what Paul was teaching. Paul was saying that you can get fully persuaded of what God is saying, what God is doing in your life, and then declare that. So, so another scripture uh, that we just looked at says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Watch this. Once you know that the, that the scripture is yes in Christ, once you know that what God is speaking to you, God has already put a yes on it. God has put a stamp of approval on it. Then the text says the amen is spoken by us. So once I know that God has put a yes on it, then I say amen. So yes, all I'm doing by saying amen is I'm setting my faith in agreement with what God has already said, what God has already provided, what God has already declared, what God has already decreed over my life. Let me give you one last example. Uh, this last example is one that I think all of us can understand. I'll give you an example from the Virgin Mary, right? So God revealed himself to a virgin, a young girl. She had never had sex with anybody. She was a young girl at the time. Uh, and, and so he reveals himself to this young girl through an angel. And the angel is trying to convince the young girl that she's going to get pregnant by the Holy Ghost. At first, she was like, what do you mean? I've never been with nobody. What are you talking about? She's like, well, I don't know how to explain it. Um, well, do you, you know your cousin? Let me, let, me, let me give you a point of reference that you can understand. You know your cousin Elizabeth, right? She was like, yeah, I know Elizabeth. You know how she couldn't have no babies, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. She's been trying her whole life. Well, guess what? What? She's pregnant right now. She's six months pregnant. She was like, for real? It's like, yeah, all things are possible with God. It's like, oh, okay. Well, just like that, the Holy Ghost is going to, oh, okay. I got it now. And then that, what, that, what did she say? Well, so she was like, okay, now that I got it, now that I believe, now that you convinced me, faith is not me trying to convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces me. Oh, snap. Now she's like, okay, God, since you convinced me that I'm supposed to become pregnant without ever having sex, since you convinced me that I'm supposed to become pregnant without ever laying down with nobody, since you convinced me me that I'm supposed to become pregnant by the Holy Ghost. Fine. Be it unto me. According to your word, may everything that you have said about me come to pass. Boom. In that moment, the angel left because she got pregnant. She got pregnant by the Holy Ghost because God said yes. And she said, amen. She, she was like, oh man, I'm fully persuaded. Now I can believe she first believed then she spoke in faith. She first believed, then she opened up her mouth and she declared it. Listen, this may be something you need to watch again. You got to get this down in your heart. You can speak positive things and positive confessions. And there's really, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's not efficient 
It's going to be hit and miss. For you to be efficient, you declare what God is revealing to you because God is going to be specific. God will reveal things to you that are for you. And when you open up your mouth and you declare what God is saying about you, your family, your finances, your career, your physical body, anything, you are declaring what God is decreeing to you. Then now that's specific. Now you're coming in alignment. This is how you will stand and overcome anything. You are speaking words of faith from a believing heart. Say, amen to that. Let me close this message out with a declaration of faith. Now, I want you to say this from a believing heart because this is lining up with the word. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by speaking words of faith from a believing heart. By your spirit, you have revealed things to me that you prepared for me from the foundations of the world. When you do, I build up my faith to believe what you reveal to me, no matter how seemingly impossible it seems. I first believe, then I speak. You convince me, then I open up my mouth and I boldly declare what you have decreed over my life. This is how I live. And this is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare that by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply this word to your life and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. If you want my notes, you get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it. You're going to get my notes in your email inbox. You're going to get them for free on a daily basis. Also, do me a favor. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I will see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.